The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2026 today. Let's talk about No Place Safe. This is a Resistance briefing for Season 2, Episode 16 of Star Wars Resistance and the second half of a two-part story arc. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So this is a full spoiler resistance briefing for No Place Safe. It was out last week, so I think we're at the point where, you know, like, do you really need a spoiler warning? But there's the spoiler warning. So as we recall from the New World, the Colossus arrived on a planet in the Outer Rim called Eos Prime and the... Natives, after some initial unwelcoming skirmishes, decided to welcome them after all. And now we cut to the Colossus settling in on Eos Prime because they are tired of running and they think they have found a place to hide for longer than just, you know, little short jumps here and there. Unfortunately, this is not to be the case. The First Order pulls a page from the Empire's playbook and sends probe droids all over the Outer Rim, presumably, looking for the Colossus. One of them happens to take up residence in the orbit of Eos Prime. And the Colossus is already down there, and I guess the probe droid isn't able to scan down to the surface to look for them or anything like that. It's just scanning around in space. But... That's going to be enough, because meanwhile, on the surface, Kaz is looking out wistfully, and now that everybody's settled down, he's thinking that he needs to leave the Colossus and go rejoin the Resistance and get back into the fight. So he's in touch with Norath Kev, who is voiced by David Diggs of Hamilton fame, who has been in a couple of previous episodes. And they agree to rendezvous near Batuu, yes, near the home planet of Galaxy's Edge. And so Kaz takes off, but unfortunately, he's spotted by the probe droid, which manages to disable his ship before Kaz is able to disable, actually destroy the probe itself. But, of course, the probe is able to send out a warning and say, hey, there's some activity here, which... Of course, gets to the First Order, and the First Order says, Oh, that's Kaz's ship. That means the Colossus has to be nearby, so let's go. And then it becomes a race of, Can Kaz get his ship repaired in time to get back down to Eos Prime and warn the Colossus that no place is safe after all? Well, of course he's able to get down there in time of a sort, because as the Colossus is taking off, the First Order arrives and sends out TIE squadrons, which are being led by Lieutenant Gallic with her new second-in-command, Tam Rivora, to disable the Colossus by any means necessary. And this ends up creating a situation where, you know, it's rather remarkable, but I can believe this to be the case, that pilots are able to tell each other apart by flying styles. There's a moment in the battle where 
when Tame is watching Jarek Eager's ship fly around, he's like, that's not the kind of move I would expect from Jarek Eager, and realizes, oh, that's probably Kaz piloting the thing. And Kaz makes a run at the Star Destroyer itself that's arrived in the system as just as a means of trying to help surprise them, help, you know, enable the escape of the Colossus, and Tam, you know, realizes, oh, that, you know, only he would be so crazy as to try a stunt like that. But in the meantime, Kaz seems to think that it's Tam who's actually following him and who nearly kills him on his way into attacking this Star Destroyer. But the truth of it is actually a little bit different. See, what Kaz tells Yeager after the fact is that he thinks it was Tam who had a lock on him and that she would have killed him and Yeager has to say, look, you know, she chose to go that way and, you know, as much as we wish things were different, you know, she's with the enemy now and we're going to have to treat her like the enemy. But the reality of the situation is that she had a target lock on Kaz and was hesitating, hesitating, hesitating. And when he finally launched missiles at the Star Destroyer, she went, no, and went to shoot the missiles instead. So she was already having misgivings about this whole situation. And so now we have a bit of an unexpected difference of opinion and viewpoint here, you know? Now, of course, the Colossus gets away, but, you know, the thing that I got to wondering about when this happened is, you know, the Colossus has jumped away a bunch of times, and we haven't heard anything about this, but in The Last Jedi, we were introduced to the concept of the First Order having computers that were positioned within hyperspace fields. Oh gosh, let me get the correct technical thing for that. Hang on a second. Here it is. This is from The Last Jedi Visual Dictionary. At the heart of the Supremacy's advanced hyperspace tracker is a complex static hyperspace field generator. This envelops arrays of databanks and computers in a localized hyperspace field that accelerates the calculation speeds to unimaginable rates. Now that was on the Supremacy, but they did say in The Last Jedi that if they didn't disable the tracker correctly or, you know, did it while getting caught, that they could just switch the tracking over to the next lead ship, which suggests that it isn't just the supremacy that's capable of this hyperspace tracking. So if that's the case, why isn't the First Order just following the Colossus the same way that the rest of the First Order fleet managed to follow the escaping resistance fleet in The Last Jedi? I'm wondering if that's going to be something that occurs to the folks at Star Wars Resistance before this season and series are through, but I don't know, maybe the tech is only in certain Star Destroyers or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, it just did occur to me, finally, after all of these <laughs> hyperspace jumps in 17 episodes, why wouldn't they have figured out where the Colossus is going and just followed them and created that situation too? I don't know. Anyway, so naturally they get away and we have this new perspective on Tam and this new perspective on how Jarek and Kaz think of Tam and we move into the final three episodes of Star Wars Resistance. We'll talk about what's on deck after the break. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the Asteroid Belt level at patreon.com SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com SW7X7 and look for the Asteroid Belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com SW7X7. 
Welcome back. <sighs> All right, so episode 17 of Star Wars Resistance is going to be rebuilding the Resistance, and we will be talking about that very soon. In fact, tomorrow, <laughs> the episode actually debuted on Sunday night on Disney XD. Was it Disney XD or the Disney Channel, excuse me? Yeah, uh, anyway. The point is, is that that's what we'll be talking about tomorrow, which will catch us up all the way for Star Wars Resistance, at least until next weekend when we get the season and series finale. But for now, that's going to do it for our look at No Place Safe and for this episode of the show as well. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Some by some is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.